We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Charlotte Accor. And as you know, this podcast, we focus on four types of freedom. One is financial. Second is time. Third is location. And fourth is emotional freedom. So we bring on guests that are doing things in these four different areas in different ways that are very innovative and on the cutting edge. So today we have Dr. Charlotte Accor, and I'm going to bring up her bio and introduce her to you. So Dr. Charlotte Accor, aka Dr. Charlotte, is a board-certified ophthalmologist, certified medical chart auditor, and an internationally recognized speaker and consultant. And today you're going to hear all about medical coding and billing and consulting. So in addition, she is a sought-after expert on billing and coding and understanding the financial language of medical practice, something that we as doctors and physicians need a lot today. Dr. Charlotte meets with early career physicians and clinicians on a uh, one and in the group setting to teach them the alphabet soup of billing and coding and how those rules apply in the practice of medicine. She also helps medical practices with chart audits so they can stay in compliance with the extensive rules and regulations required in clinical documentation. She uses her extensive knowledge base to help clinicians and practices understand billing, coding, and collections so they can continue to serve their patients. As the founder and chief medical officer of Dr. Charlotte Billing, Coding, and Auditing Services, She discusses real-world strategies for physicians to understand the rules of billing and coding so clinicians can get reimbursed for the care they provide. She also shares her medical billing and coding expertise in her book, Medical Coding Decoded, a simple guide to understanding and applying codes in your practice. Her second book, Medical Compensation Decoded, is a more comprehensive manual on how young ophthalmologists can get paid for their work. She is currently employed physician in Abilene, Texas, and her mission in life is simple, to be passionate, grow, learn, and have fun. So you hear about financial freedom as well as emotional freedom. She helps physicians understand the RVU system, how to document appropriately for the level of service, how to use telemedicine codes and how to maximize reimbursement from procedures and tests and how to survive a medical audit. She received her undergraduate degree from Yale, earned her medical degree from West Virginia Medical School, and she completed her ophthalmology residency at SUNY at Buffalo. She then completed an ocular pathology fellowship at Emory and a pediatric ophthalmology fellowship at uh, children's Healthcare in Atlanta. So we have a very distinguished and very experienced guest today. So let's welcome Dr. Charlotte Accor to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> the only part that was missing from that introduction 
in my early training years was really understanding billing and coding as medical students and medical residents we're just not taught that right exactly (laughs) graduate our college our you know our medical school our residency programs our extra fellowships but that was one thing that was really lacking you know from from my education until I got certified um yeah, we'll, we'll have so much to talk about today. So tell us how you got started your early days. Um, you know, as medical students and doctors were just trained, you know, differential diagnosis, what test order, what procedures, you know, all of the studies, indications, but tell us how you got started in this fascinating field. You know, we really need to learn about proper coding and billing because, um, you know, this is the business side of medicine, which is a large portion of the profession today. Well, Chris, I did my fellowship with a private practice group. I thought that would really prepare me for the business side of medicine, but they actually said, hey, we're here to teach you how to be a better pediatric eye surgeon, um, not a better biller and coder. So when I went out to my first job, I joined a a multi-specialty group. And at the end of my two years, they basically they basically paid me fifty dollars more than my contract and said, "Hey, you know, we really like you. You're a nice person, but you don't make enough money to stay here. You don't make enough money to buy into our practice. That's our business and practice model." And to hear that at the end, instead of preparing for it or having that structure to do it throughout the two-year contract you know, it was very disappointing, right? You, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, I'm finally done training and I'm just going to go work and everything's going to be perfect. And it wasn't right. It no. wasn't. So then I got another job. I thought I was doing better, right? I, I was doing better. I negotiated a higher salary. Um, they, the next hospital system was happy to have me. This was a, a, a large hospital system. And when they assigned me a biller who had 10 years of ophthalmology experience. And what had happened in that situation was it was time to get a bonus. They started paying us to take call. And so I did a week of call. I was so excited to get that extra money in my paycheck. And I said, hey, where's, where's that extra money? And they said, well, you know, you haven't made your best base salary, right? You sign a contract, it has a number, but I didn't even understand how much, how many patients I had to see, how much I had to collect to make that base salary because it was collections based. And then what I guess made me extra mad, right? Because it's, it's my fault that I hadn't been educated in production, what, what, what my insurances paid for my work uh-huh. was that I audited by the hospital system, bought an auditing team in. And basically they said some of the surgeries were billed incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Not all of my stuff was billed properly. And I said, well, how am I going to win, right? If one, the biller they've assigned me on my team isn't as experienced as he or she should be, the only person who it affects is me, right? That's, that's the only person it affects. And so that's when I really... First, just tried to learn more about billing and coding on my own. And so um, that, that was like many, many doctors who don't stay in their first or second job. I was on to job number three. 
And uh -huh. so in job number three, um, that was in academics and that was um, a, a very, academics is, is very interesting, but what had happened there was uh -huh. I really did sit down with the billers to find out, hey, if I saw this patient and I did this surgery, where is it on the other side of the AR sheet, right? So they were very willing and helpful to tell me, hey, this is why you don't see it here, doctor. This is what needs to be done this way. This is the reason why you saw this patient and there's a zero there. Somebody didn't get the pre-authorization, right? So there's so many steps in getting your money. And sometimes you assume that it is going correctly. And even if you are blessed to be in a situation where it goes correctly, you need to know all the steps. Okay. So that's interesting. So you, you went from, um, um, you know, going through these different situations and scenarios, and then, then you realized the importance of, um, you know, learning, you know, re reading the contract, understanding the lingo, and then going to actually understanding the mechanics of how hospitals and physicians actually get paid and reimbursed by these different codes. Um, so what's, what's, what resources and what extra steps did you take? Did I know you got some certification and um, you got further training in this area and specialty? So my um, national organization, the American Academy of Ophthalmology, they have some very good resources. They, um, they bring a yearly coding meeting um, to our area. Several years ago, they started teaching some fundamentals of billing and coding. And so that's where I started. Um, and I said, hey, I, I really like I really like this and my current job, which I've been in for eight and a half years in a hospital sponsored practice in Abilene, Texas, is that I get paid on the RVU system, right? So oh. I get, you know, bill and code for all my work. And it's really just a number system, right? When they came and sat with me with my numbers, they said, well, you need to do this much to get this much money, right? It, it finally clicked, right? It, it finally clicked. And so one, educating myself, well, what codes do I use the most? Um, what, um, what's the best way to, you know, build surgical codes? It's, it's, it finally clicked to me. It was like, hey, this should be a test. This should be a class in, you know, medical school, well, last month of residency 101, right? <laughs> you're yeah. in residency. You're, you're just excited to do surgeries and take care of patients. But then, you know, come June 30th, you're going to be on that other side. And so it is something that physicians need to take time to learn, just like they're honing their craft. And I was started in practice before the internet age where you had to go to the library and run off an article. It's just amazing in this internet decade of being able to talk to different people and to get that information compressed. So that's, so that's what I do. I, I teach other doctors. I give them the, um, the Kaplan of billing and coding. I help them speak that language. I help them um, really get paid for their work because they don't, they don't teach us that. Yeah, I know uh, you mentioned that it's, it's great that you went from understanding it and now you're 
taking that knowledge and resource and teaching that's like the next level and the next progression so we'll we'll talk about that and for the listeners you mentioned a couple of things you know um rvu just um you know just give us a basic um just a gist of you know so they can understand rvus and you know clinical production and outputting getting in paid and all that sort of thing well most doctors are getting paid on some sort of productivity model obviously there are doctors on salary right we'll give you this x amount of money and we expect you to show up you know this many hours so you can get paid on product on monetary productivity. So whatever money the practice collects for you or your department collects from you, they actually, they'll give you the monetary value for your evaluation and management code. But the way some hospital systems have started doing it is um, a relative value unit. And what a relative value unit is a number set up by Medicare that gives the value of each uh, procedure, evaluation and management code, ER visit code, it gives it a specific number. And that number, that that work unit that you do, it's multiplied by a conversion factor. And that's how the doctor figures out what's in their paycheck. What's um, important to know about the RVU is that um, it is, it's something set in stone. Right, it's something set in stone, and um, but still, it it has its caveats too. So, so my hospital system, they pay their physicians based on these relative value units set up by Medicare. And some some practices, oh, in the important what why some people think or some organizations like to pay doctors based on RBU is that it doesn't matter what insurance plan the patient has. Right, if somebody has Medicare and it pays $100 for an office visit and this, a doctor in the group sees a Medicaid patient and it pays $25 for the same visit, it, the, the doctor isn't only trying to see the high, higher paying patient. So that's how some hospital systems, especially where they ha- may have a certain amount of indigent patients, that's how they try to make it even or equitable for the group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this as an aside, you know, that was a wonderful explanation, but, you know, these sort of things are one of the reasons why healthcare is so convoluted and especially the business side and, well, you know, why, you know, we're, the profession is just in such a real, just really dysfunction and mess, you know, where we're talking about RVUs and billing codes and fighting with insurance and, you know, (laughs) as doctors, you know, we shouldn't need to be doing this, but we have to, because, that's the way um, the system is set up. And if we don't understand it and we, you know, we, we don't uh, take, be proactive and start learning about these things, then we will be on the short end of the stick while the, um, the business side will actually, um, actually flourish. So, um, so you took that and then, and then now you have a, you have a course, right? And you're, you're a consultant and you teach individuals how to do that. So tell us more about that. So. I've, uh, let me tell you about some of my, my favorite doctors I've had the opportunity to teach. Uh, I had one, one physician who just came out of, came out of residency. She, she said, hey, I'm doing the same thing as my, my colleagues, right? Why are my numbers looking different, right? Why are my numbers looking different? She was so insulted that the 
CEO of the hospital told her, well, you know, we could probably just use a nurse practitioner in your mm. place, or we're going to transfer you to another place. Like, why, why are we paying you a doctor's salary? You're just not producing. And so oh. uh, she went through my program and she actually tripled her RVUs, right? Because mm -hmm. what billing and coding is, it's just a language, right? It's a language for physicians, the convoluted language they tell us we have to have to explain to the insurance company how we get paid. And so um, another doctor I just finished working with, she said, well, I didn't know I could bill and code for that, right? If nobody taught you that word, you can't use it. So just like we spend that time mastering our surgeries, you have to spend that time mastering billing and coding and ultimately collections, which, you know, shows up in your paycheck and, you know, allows you to have, you know, that financial freedom that, you know, you've worked so hard for. I like that. Yeah. It's almost like, um, you know, in, in, in financial literacy, you have, you have assets, liabilities, income and expenses. So that's like your balance sheet. And if you understand it, if you can um, explain it and be able to read it, then you can, you know, be proactive and, you know, start achieving you know, your financial goals. And same thing with bill, it sounds like with billing, you know, if you understand the, the codes and how the system works, then you can you know, you can be strategic in your focus and your efforts so that you can maximize your, your gains. So, um, so what, what are, uh, what, uh, tell us, um, tell us more about, um, in terms of if people are interested, cause I know there's a billing and cert, uh, billing and coding certification and, you know, uh, what sort of, um, is it necessary? What, you know, somebody's interested in, um, pursuing that, the, and by the way, all the, uh, the um, references and resources mentioned by Dr. Uh, Akor will, will be put in the show notes. So feel free to tell people about, you know, how to get certified and learn more about all of this. Well, I would encourage people to work with me, of course, because I <laughs> the show. But the reason why I would encourage somebody to work with me is because right, we, as, as physicians, we're busy people. We only have so many hours in the day. So my course, my complete coding boot camp is tried and true, right? It just, it's, I've, I've pushed several doctors through my system and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. And so as physicians, we're smart, we can learn and we're busy. And I don't know if you're like me, Chris, I'm somebody who likes to do things a lot, right? If, <laughs> if, if you can sit there and teach something to me and talk to me, um, yes, as a physician, I love to read, but if you're held accountable to show up and do it, you know, it's going to get done. I think that physicians using their um, academy resources are essential. And I've had clients to use their academy resources. For example, I coached a pulmonologist, but one benefit she got from me was I could help her interpret or translate her um, academies resources, because it is complicated. There's, you know, LCDs, NCDs, bundles, <laughs> you know, et, you, uh, you know, frequency edits. It's just crazy. It is crazy, right? All these crazy rules to help us to make sure we don't get our money. And also part of my program is 
how do you communicate with your biller, right? It, you as a doctor, you need to be the expert at taking care of your patients, but you can't let that financial piece completely be out of your purview. So mm -hmm. what questions should you be asking your biller weekly, monthly, right? Mm -hmm. when, when do the codes change, right? When, when has something changed, right? Part of it is knowing what is going on, but knowing how to use the people on your team to help you get access to the changes. So again, you can do the work, but you can get paid appropriately for your work. That's awesome. Um, and you, I see you also wrote two books. Tell us more about the two books that you wrote. So Medical Coding Decoded is, is high yield. Hey, are you doing this? Are you billing for smoking sensation, right? Are you, are you billing for transition of care? Have you, have you forgotten that you can still bill for consult codes, right? Every $50 adds up, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, one thing that you may not know about can pay dividends. So uh, Medical Coding Decoded is just a high yield, quick read of, of your CPT codes that you should be using if, if, you're, if, you're, if, if you're not using them yet. And then um, as an ophthalmologist, I really, it, it, that book is for, um, actually it's for ophthalmologists, but it's actually for any doctor because I had some of my colleagues write it. So I have a good friend that's a neurologist. Um, I have a good friend that is a direct primary care physician. And even though I play in the insurance um, company space, I'm an employed physician. I take all insurances, even Medicaid. I think doctors need to start thinking about, hey, especially if I'm in private practice, how do I make sure that I'm getting paid the most for my work. What things can I offer differently? So some of those things that I'm doing can be cash pay, right? So that's why I wanted, that's why I had the, the direct primary care physician talk. That's why I had the um, neurologist talk, right? It's, it's different when you're in private practice. If you don't collect the money, you don't get paid compared to you know, I, I read about my hospital system. They're not broke yet. I'll be at work on Monday. <laughs> and let's sort things out when payments are late, right? Right. So, so, so that book um, just, it just gives you, you know, a, a bigger complete view of, hey, and these are the things that need to happen for you to even get paid for that CPT code. Awesome. So we'll, we'll put all the uh, mentions in the show notes. Um, and what's this, you gave a really great, um, overview of just the whole, um, billing and coding space. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be reaching out to you. Um, what's the best way to, you know, contact you, reach out to you, social media websites. Um, we'll put all those links there. Okay. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Uh, um, well, uh, any last words and any parting advice um, for the listeners? Stay positive, right? As, as physicians, people really look up to us. They still respect us despite um, what the media um, wants to um, show. And if it's your passion to practice medicine, it just has to be your passion to understand how you get paid so you can keep the lights on. 
I love that. All <laughs> right. So thanks so much uh, for tuning in and we look forward to having you on future episodes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, many thanks again for being here. If you're new, you can find me online at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Chris Liu, MD, PhD, where I have links to other episodes or links to online resources that will support you on your financial literacy journey. I'll see you there and on next week's show. While I bring you thoroughly vetted information on this show regarding a variety of financial topics, I cannot promise you a one-size-fits-all solution. This is why I caution you to continue to learn, educate yourself, and seek professional advice unique to your situation. If you want to talk to me, I welcome it. Please reach out via email at ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. That's ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. I read and personally respond to all of my emails. Talk soon.